I'm Sadie and I'm so obsessed with love that I literally had to make a podcast about it. But you know what? I've realised that everybody loves love. We've all got a story to tell, we've all been through bad experiences and I'm just here to talk honestly about everything. Believe me, there's never any holding back on the pod. It is a judgment-free zone. So come join me every Tuesday and let's share the love. Hey guys, welcome to Love What Luck. Hope you all had an amazing Jubilee weekend. Once again, I'm just going to say I'm such an advocate for four-day weekends. Didn't even feel long, genuinely. After four-day weekends, I never go back to work feeling like I've had time off and I'm rested. I'm like, it literally just feels like a normal amount of time that we should have off. Why aren't we all living by a four-by-three rule, please? I know if I asked anyone, would you rather work longer hours and condense your working week into four days rather than the way we do it? And 90% sure people would say yes. Anyway, um, (laughs) hope you all had a good one. I'm just going to come straight in and say this still isn't season two of Love What Luck. If you listened to last week's episode, I said that I was going to season two, share a bit more of love stories because I know they've been really popular, change the format a little bit, mix it up for a new season, you know. It's a new year, we're coming into summer, hot girl summer, mix it up a bit. Um, This is still season one based purely on the fact my camera is still not fixed. The first day of my holiday, I dropped my camera and the lens went shut. So I can get it fixed. I mean, not that I officially know that because like I haven't spoken to anybody, but like the internet tells me it will be fixed after, like after they receive it and stuff. So yeah, I'm just holding off from that. But just to let you know, not that you care. But yeah, the four day weekend, right before I came, I was literally like, right, I need to have a plan every single day. This is four days off work. I'm not sitting in the house. I need something Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, bang. Thursday was lush. Went to Little Venice with Matt. Oh my God, so nice. Wanted to go there for years, literally since I moved to London. Not gonna lie, thought it was gonna be like the equivalent of Chinatown, but like Little Venice with like lots of Italian places. It's not. It's quite small. Um, a little bit top boy vibes if you go the wrong way up the canal. You know, the little canal boat, Sully. A little bit of ghetto vibes. But if you take the right route and you can walk all the way to Camden, which is what we did. Absolutely stunning day. Ended with a bottle of wine on the canal. Then randomly, my cousin was up in London. So we went to meet her. Ended up like literally walking like down the mall <laughs> to go and see her. In the pub, with a after an hour, Nigel Farage walks in. In, um, oh my god, I've literally forgotten what it's called. What's the United Kingdom flag? I swear to God, I'm not this stupid. But it's like when I come on the mic, I just like forget certain words. What's it called? Union Jack. Union Jack. <laughs> and I was like United Kingdom. No, no. Union Jack shoes and a suit. And, like, super tanned, by the way, where he's blatantly just, like, living on holidays this whole time. Anyway, super fun. Have got a note to say with that, though, right? My cousin was in London. My mother told me. And I was like, message her straight away. Why are you in London? I'll come and meet you. She's like, I've messaged you. She is one of many people that have told me that they've messaged me on my Love What Luck Instagram's page. So, if you've got a private account, to be fair, 
if you've got a public account I don't actually know but certainly if you've got a private account I cannot see those messages it's happened to me a few times now where people have messaged me on my personal page and said oh I did message you on the other one not sure if you've seen it no I don't even get a request I've tried to look at settings I can't do it so guys if you want to tag the podcast if you want to speak to me, tag me, please, at my personal Insta, which is at Sadie Mopley, and I'll link it below. Um, I'll stop linking the other one, actually. I mean, you can still find it from my personal page. Um, Just because, yeah, I'm like, what if I've missed, you know, what if I've missed a really lovely message or, like, a lovely tag? I will never know. It's so bizarre. Um, But, yeah, anyway, um obviously got my off track but I think the point was I saw my cousin and we had a really lovely time come the next day did I want to move no I was meant to be meeting my friends cancelled cancelled my plans for a little self-care night in could not face going back out again this is like so unlike me but I'm guessing like this is the new me now this is like a new era of me in my 30s I'm 31 this year but yeah, then Saturday, I don't know why I'm telling you every single thing I did on my weekend. But, you know, it's nice to share. Saturday, I went for bottomless brunch with one of the girls that I haven't seen for ages. A girl I used to work with. So much fun. We went to Pagola in Paddington, which I really recommend. Very vibey. Just like fun. No, just like a proper fun night. And because it was bottomless brunch, we went out by our bus when I was asleep by 11. <laughs> it was ideal. Apart from the fact that I woke up the next day and remembered that the crotch of my jumpsuit was full of tomato sauce. What's worse is not even tomato sauce from my own food. I'm pretty sure I was eating somebody else's food from the table that we were on. Just so embarrassing. And then do you know what exactly the same thing happened to me today? I was eating my soup. Finished it all lovely. Look down. All down me, please. All in my hoodie. Seeped through to my t-shirt underneath. Covered in soup. But literally the hoodie was clean on. Like, why am I such a mess eater? It's not even like over my face or anything. It's just all down my clothes. So very embarrassing. But you know what? YOLO. I feel like everyone was on a vibe on Jubilee weekend. And nobody probably noticed. But anyway... Friday I watched the latest Kardashians and I put a little teaser of this on my Instagram where I was like oh my god I actually have to talk about this on this week's episode because we finally got the lowdown on Kim and Pete like finally we found out how it went down so if you haven't watched it yet spoiler alert I'm coming to tell you so basically she goes on SNL and she does that skit, yeah, where it's Aladdin and Jasmine with Pete. And she said she kissed Pete and she thought, oh, this is a vibe. Like, I'm feeling it. Maybe I need to be trying something different. So she said at her after party, kind of like expecting to see him there, doesn't show up. And as she said, I kind of hated it because she was like, didn't give me the time of day. And I was like, oh my God, Kim millions of girls watching are going to be like yeah see that's why you like a bad boy treat them mean keep them keen no why do we always actually I'm not saying me I'm counting myself out to this because I genuinely don't think I'm like uh, I mean I don't know I don't know maybe but 
why as humans are we always drawn to wanting something that like we don't feel like we can have or we want something that's like not so available to us like it's so so annoying especially because like when you catch feels for somebody you want that like you hate it's like you want the chase and you want somebody that's like hard to get or whatever and then as soon as like you like them that's the worst thing you don't want to be waiting for text you want them to be like super not all over you but like super keen and stuff I'm like why but anyway that's literally what happened he didn't show up to her after party so she messaged the SNL guys asked for his number and messaged him and then, you know, a beautiful romance formed. Although, we did also find out that he actually asked Megan Fox for Kim's number, like, a few weeks before. And Megan Fox said, she said, like, it was um, more chance of her and Machine Gun Kelly, like, what was it, getting eaten by aliens or something? Like, I can't remember. But basically said, like, don't ask us. Like, it's not going to happen. So literally, like, I think everyone was shook, obviously, when they got together. But now I think everyone's, like, loving them. But obviously, being the dating obsessor that I am, I was like, okay, I want to, like, look back at this and, like, analyse it a little bit. So if we look back at her and Kanye, and actually, like, her and lots of her ex-partners, I feel like, minus Chris Humphreys, can I say, because what the hell was that? He was just, like, so random and disgusting and bizarre that she was even with him. But I guess even he was, like, fitted the build and he was, he was like, a basketball player, super tall and whatever. But I feel like all her ex-partners, like, on paper, they all seemed ideal. Like, status-wise, like, you can't get much bigger status-wise than Kanye, you know? Really ideal, really, like probably in superficial ways like look how much Kanye spoiled Kim like the shit that he got her like the gifts like the flowers remember he got that big flower wall like for Valentine's Day and that like Birkin that he got hand-painted by North and he got Kenny G for her once I think it was for Valentine's Day to play for her in the living room with like single white roses at no, I don't think they were white. Just single roses in clear vases. Just, like, all along the floor. Like, crazy, crazy stuff. And the famous quote from the Vogue interview, when Kanye says, Kim is like a fantasy, period. She's like a dream girl, and I think a dream girl should live in a dream world. Like, absolutely lush. You read that, and you're like, oh, my God, this is, like, perfect. Like, that's what I want. How amazing is that? How lovely. And also, lest we forget, for her 40th, I think, he got an actual hologram of her late father. Like, he was just, like, I loved him, I did. I actually did love him together. Because I'm, like, a big romance, big thing for, like, all the romantic show and all the gestures. Like, I love it. So, for him to be, like, oh, my God, like, I love her so much. And she's so amazing. And then to show her by that, like, with all the gifts and all the lavish stuff... I bought straight into it. And obviously she did as well. They've been together like a long time. And I think they're married for like six years. And it's like obviously you know all these things don't equal happiness. But. And I don't just mean the material things. But I just mean it's like the effort of like showing love. And I think I'm like somebody that you know likes that. And obviously Kim does. 
But like, ultimately we all know that that isn't enough and you can't sustain a happy relationship like that and, you know, lavish gifts and stuff isn't enough. And I remember actually, no, it couldn't have been last week, it was a few weeks. No, like I always do polls on my Instagram. Um, By the way, if you're not following me at Sadie Malby, obviously come and follow me because I put... I'm making lots of references to my Instagram, I feel. Um, but I put a poll up saying, like, um, what would you prefer? Like, the little things or romantic gestures. And literally, there were only two people that said romantic gestures. Ironically, I'm just going to give you the inside scoop. One of them was me on my podcast page. And the other one was a guy I dated. And I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> everybody else it was something like 98% to 2% like it was mad but everyone said the little things that that's what they wanted and that's basically what Kim Kardashian said like in the episode where she basically speaking to her mother as if we all don't know like the Kris Jenner I don't know why I'm calling her a mother when she's speaking to like the Kris Jenner and she's saying I've had all the big things and I know nobody's ever going to do it like that and that's okay. But I just want somebody to go to the gym with. I just want somebody to chill with. And I was like, do you know what? That is ultimately what everyone wants. I think even if you don't realise it, I think eventually you like come to an age maybe or you you come to like, you know, lots of relationships and you realise that's what you want. It's also the famous big quote when he says to Carrie, after a while you just want to be with a person who makes you laugh. And so, so true. Matt and I actually had this conversation the other day, literally with like Pete and Kim. I might have even mentioned her on you because I, I remember saying that we watch Kardashians together. Um, but how important it is to be with somebody funny and now the saying is like you can always laugh a girl into bed and you absolutely can. Like, there's so many people, myself included, that have, like, been with somebody that it's not really, like, your type or something, but they're just so funny that you just... Well, it's just like if that's how you choose a friend as well, you know? Like, you just want to be around them all the time because they just make you laugh so much. I think it's, like, the simple things. And I think it was really nice to hear her talk. Obviously, I'm talking as if, like, Kim's my bestie. I mean, she's not, but I'm just saying, like, we can all... Can we all relate (laughs) No, we can. We can relate to, like, having a type of superficial um, relationship. I'm not saying we can all relate to, like, being proposed to in the empty bloody stadium, wherever the stadium was called, and waking up to Kenny G in your room. No. But we can all relate to, like, having a relationship that I think on paper seems idealistic. They kind of tick boxes for you. They've got a good job. Um, I don't know... They, they're good looking or they look like your type you know that you want to be with and everything on paper seems right and they doing the right things but there's just like something missing and it like just doesn't go deep enough and it can be superficial as well it can be that you know that they spoil you they always pay for dinner they always pick you up like whatever but I think ultimately you need you need the little things as well. Like, I'm all for a gift and a romantic gesture, but you need the little things. And that's why I feel like with Kanye, he, like, did all this stuff for her and, like, really elevated her career and was just, like... You know, he was amazing. 
But then in the same breath, moved to Wyoming, like, in a different state. And, like, she literally said in one of the episodes, like, he needs somebody that will follow him round. And I obviously can't do that. Like, imagine having four kids with somebody and they move to a different state. That's like me having four kids with Matt and him moving to, like, Scotland or somewhere. I'd be like, you having a laugh? Leaving me with these four kids? No thanks, mate. You can take them with you. For starters... <laughs> If you are going, then leave me with four kids. I mean, they've obviously got nannies and stuff, but wild. I mean, yeah, it's just not what you want, is it? But in the, like, recent clip in the last episode, um, she basically just said, like, she didn't know how happy she could be just watching TV with somebody. I thought that was, like, so sweet. And she said her working out and that she can, like, go out in her sweats with no makeup. And she feels good and there's, like, no pressure to be perfect all the time. Which I just thought was, like, so, so nice. Because, like, with Kanye, do you remember that episode where she was in Paris and he saw a paparazzi shot of her and he was like, you look horrendous, I'm coming out now. And he, like, flew out. And at the time, she thought that was so amazing and romantic. But it's not. Like, it's actually quite low-key controlling. And, my God, like, you don't want that. You just want, like, somebody to be like, oh, yeah, you look lush. You look boot, you know, and if you don't feel nice, it doesn't matter because that stuff's not important, you know. I think she needs somebody, like, to ground her and and be normal. Like, I couldn't handle somebody that was like, oh, my God, imagine, like, you, you're ready to go out and your boyfriend tells you you look awful. Oh, my God, well, that'd be the last you saw of him, surely. Like, what boy would ever risk doing that? But also I feel like, this is why I say, whenever I've interviewed a guest on you, when I ask them what their favourite thing about being in a relationship is, I think like 90% of them now have said the comfort of it. I remember I was like, that's not mine, I'm not, I don't feel like that. Um, but also it is, because like, when Matt comes on tonight, I will just be like, on the settee and, you know, without makeup on and... Like, probably with my hoodie on still that has got soup down me. And I'm not thinking that he's going to, you know, <laughs> like, say I'm disgusted. Well, to be fair, he probably will say I'm disgusted. But it'll be as a joke and I'll agree with him. But, yeah, you you do need, like, the comfort and you need to just chill with somebody. Do you know I, I was saying this on the weekend? That my ex-boyfriend that lived in Belfast... We never watched TV together. We were together just under a year. No, it was about a year from, like, meeting to breaking up. So, like, you know, yeah. So, about a year. And we never once watched TV together. Isn't that wild? Like, I just find that so insane. We never, like, I used to land there late on a Friday night. And we never used to say, oh, let's just have a chilled night in tonight. I would land at, like, 10pm or 9 rep, but get changed and, like, go out at, like, 11pm. Sometimes we'd be going out at midnight. Like, insane. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's absolutely the most fun. And I did not want to <laughs> watch TV with him on a Friday night. And it was a bit different, obviously, because we were only seeing each other for a weekend party. But like, it's just not sustainable. You can't, Like, you need... The normality and just, like, the comfort in the relationship. But the whole... As I was watching, like, the whole Pete and Kim thing, I was thinking about the three-love rule. And I've mentioned this before, so I won't go into, like, the big detail about it. But there's 
I'll just do a recap. There's a theory that you have three loves in your life. Now, I've, t- I've in the past taken this as like three loves, three people, because that's how it's been for me. Even though I've had other loves, as in I've had other boyfriends, I've only had out of like, however many boyfriends I've had, like, th- I've only had three loves. Like, Matt is my third love. But I was speaking about it to my friend and she was like, I don't think it means three people. She said, I think you can have those three types of love with different people. And I completely agree. Like now when I look back, my first two boyfriends, they were were probably the same type of love. But I just loved one more than the other. So I just don't, (laughs) I just don't count the second one. But yeah, so the theory is that you have three loves in your life. The first love is young love and it's the love that looks right you're usually young um it's idealistic just somebody in the same area as you your parents like them you do the same type of thing you know it's your first love like we all have a first love yeah then you have a second love and this is meant to be the hard love and this is the one that is meant to teach you lessons about who you are and like how you want or need to be loved and this one is like quite a pivotal one and like this one hurts. Now I don't think that necessarily means that like it's the one that you get like cheated on and you get broken up with. I just think like if I just can relate it to myself as always. <laughs> um, I think it just means that you know on the second love, you learn through that second love what you want. Which is basically what I said anyway. And yeah it hurts but like sometimes you can like kind of hurt yourself in that because you know what you want and you know what you need from a relationship and you value what's important and you can take good things from it and bad things and then I basically think the theory is and I think it's true that you don't really get with anybody next and unless like you believe that they are like gonna be the one because you've you've been through something where you've obviously had like a special type of love and it hasn't worked out and it hasn't made you happy enough. So you know in the next one what not to settle for. You need you know exactly what you need. So then I think the third love, which is what the theory is, is like the love that lasts. And it says it's the love we never see coming. The one that usually looks all wrong for us, it says you. And destroys any lingering ideas we cling to about what love is supposed to be. So the only thing that concerns me about this is I don't feel like that with Matt. <laughs> so maybe he's not my third love. Maybe he's my second. And I've got it all wrong. Who knows? But <laughs> yeah, apparently the theory is that it's like the one that comes like out of nowhere. Um, and is very different to like what you kind of pictured. And it's, this is the love that comes so easy it doesn't seem possible. So I mean that is true. And I do. I have been like preaching that. That like I think the love that like you're meant to have. Will just be really easy for you both. Like it'll just come very easy. Now I'm sure there's so many people out there that can be like that's bullshit. I met my boyfriend when I was 24 and we broke up for five years and now we've come back together. Yeah, I have no doubt that that there's stories out there. Please come and let me know if I'm wrong. But I think if you're both ready and you're in the same, you know, frame of mind, then the person that you meet and you're meant to be with will be easy. 
obviously if you're not in the frame of mind to, right frame of mind to meet somebody it doesn't necessarily matter who who comes along if you know it's gonna be messy either way and you might have to come back to in the future I don't know um but I'm just going by the <laughs> by the theory and it says it's the kind where the connection can't be explained and knocks us off our feet because we never planned for it so obviously it sounds less and then I was like is this Kim and Pete <laughs> it's gotta be Kim and Pete no nobody saw it coming He's completely different to everything she ever, you know, was looking at before. So who knows? Like, this could be, this could be the one. And look at Courtney and Travis. Like, basically, guys, if you're single, don't say no to what you would usually say no to <laughs> next time. Say yes and give it a try. But yeah, it's a very interesting theory. Let me know if you believe in it. And if you've got, like, any experience, like, I've believed in this, like, for ages. And honestly, when I look back at, like, my life and my romantic life, we went for lunch on Sunday and my friend was like, you were just so romantic. Like, you've just got such, like, a romanticised, like, brain. And I'm like, I have, because I remember, like, also fully basing my love life on Sex and City and fully, like, (laughs) having, being with, like, a boyfriend and being, like, but you know what, he's lovely and he makes me so happy, but he's Aiden, he's Aiden and he's just not Mr. Big, like, now I I look back at myself and I'm like, how childish are you, but also, would I still believe in now? Yeah, yeah, I would. (laughs) Because I do just, like, want to live my romantic life like a movie. And I don't compare it to, to actual Sex and City characters. Like, actually, I take Sex and City as gospel. Like, I fully lived my life for years comparing people to Aiden. Although, have I ever compared anyone to Mr. Big? No. I mean, because Mr. Big's a bit of a dick, to be fair. But, like, you know, just that feeling of, like, the one, basically. I've always, like, really heavily romanticise that um rightly or wrongly or embarrassingly do you guys do it the same who are you with at the minute are you with an Aiden are you with a burger <laughs> like if you haven't watched Sex and City you'll have no idea what I'm on about but if you haven't I can only assume that you're very young because if you're in my age group you would have seen it I'm sure and you need to watch every single episode. I like literally know every episode. I've watched it so many times. It's just like the one show that I can just put on and I'll just watch literally any episode. Season four was my favourite and six, but I just oh my god, I love it. So anyway, um I'm not sure I need to end it on Sex and City there. But yeah. That was my little take on the Kim and Pete thing. Is this proof that the three love rule is real? We will soon see. Please come and let me know on my private Instagram at Sadie Maltby. And let's have a chat. And hopefully, guys, oh, by next week I'll have my camera. But the pessimist in me is like, surely you're not going to have it back in a week. Pray for me with Canon, the Canon gods, that I can get my camera back. Because I like to film and make the reels um but yeah come and follow me on instagram please come and leave me a review on spotify because it really helps and come follow me on spotify too if you're not already and thank you i will speak to you next week